the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us on Come Together San Diego. This is a remarkable time of year. This is the time right now where it's on April 3rd of 2021. Actually, this is the time that the time frame where Jesus was in the grave preparing to reintroduce himself to many believers who had a sense of what might be going on but really had no clue. <laughs> and they were about to find out big time that God's words are true and the Son of God's words are so true, and not only for then, but now as well. My listening friend, welcome to this Come Together San Diego broadcast time. And I thought it was appropriate to bring some people on who uh, are dealing in the arena of politics. You know, back in Jesus' day, it was the political uh, mentality uh, that joined with uh, different human beings that said, oh yeah, the politicians must be right in this. Um, we need to crucify this guy. And I'll tell you what, uh, the Judeo-Christian values in America today, pardon the analogy, but are being crucified as well. So God wants to have godly people to embrace and stand for Judeo-Christian values. And today I am just really honored to bring some people on that share those, but also have a vision for uh, being the uh, uh, governing in, in light of uh, the ill government, the poor government that sometimes we see in the United States and other nations as well. I want to go no further before I introduce Sarah Stevens. She's a gubernatorial candidate for the state of California, making California gold again, and her husband, Daniel, who is in law enforcement. So what an interesting AB one-two punch we have here for you, my listening friends. Uh, how are you doing, Sarah? I trust that you are with me. Thank you so much. I'm doing wonderful. Very, very good. And do we have uh, your husband, Daniel, with us on another line? Yes, good afternoon. Well, hello, Daniel. Well, my friends, th- these two people decided that it was time to get uh, out of whatever God has them doing. And let's not say get out of, but expand that, into clude- in- including to make a stand for Judeo-Christian values uh, outside of their present environment, and their present environment is ministry-related things. And uh, uh, Sarah and Daniel, you are pastors, and also God has stirred you to do other things. Why don't you, Sarah, just a very, very brief overview of your thought on the on the topic of, of making California gold again. But I want to get a little background for you and Daniel before we jump into this. We've got all the whole two hours, and the second hour 
we're going to be bringing in uh, El Cajon Mayor Bill Wells that we will have a great time, all of us together on the phone, and another surprise guest thereafter. Forgive me for talking so much, (laughs) but I wanted to set the stage for you, Sarah Stevens, and husband Daniel. Sarah, give us an overview. Thank you so much. Yeah, so we're really passionate about making California gold again. And you may be like, well, what what does that all mean? What does that entail? And, you know, years ago when everybody wanted to come to California, they they came here specifically because we have the gold. And they just knew that if they just could get a little bit of that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it would change their life forever. And they would have so much prosperity and so much freedom. And they did whatever it took to not only come to California, but have that dream life. And so our mission is to make California gold again. We believe that right now we have everything that we need in California to make us thrive. We have incredible people. We have the amazing beaches. We have the mountains. We have um, the farmland. We have so many amazing things in California. But to top it off, I think more than anything, we have dreams on the inside of every person's heart. And if we can just create an environment in California for people to truly thrive and be all that they're called to be and do all that they're called to do, that we're going to see better days in California that we could have ever dreamed about. And so my number one mission is to make California prosperous in every way possible, starting with financially and in every way. Very good. Any, uh, Additional insights, uh, Daniel, you guys have been involved in a ministry relationship as well. Daniel, tell us a little bit about that, and then I want to dig into a little bit of bio for both of you. Is that okay, Daniel? Yes. Um, Yes, I'm really here uh, just to support my wife and all of her uh, political endeavor. Uh, She's not looking to be a career politician. She just sees the climate of the state and and where our state is at, and, and she just says it's time, enough is enough, and it's it's, she just wants a change, and uh, we don't need a, a polished uh, politician. We just need the right person for the job. That's right. A person that uh, has a heart cry for the return to the constitutional values, which are very much Judeo uh, Christian values as well. So give us a little bit of elevator uh, speech about uh, where you're coming from. Both of you have been involved in a ministry environment. Tell us just briefly about that. We have about four or five minutes left in this uh, first segment. Let's start with uh, gubernatorial candidate Sarah Stevens. Thank you so much. So um, just a little bit about me really quick. I became a Christian at 16 years old. I got saved at a big, basically, crusade, and ever since then, I gave, I've given my whole life to Christ, and I've just fought for people, loved people, and served people, and so I've pretty much done any kind of ministry that you can almost imagine. Yes. <laughs> so any anything from um, children's ministry, nursery ministry, helping with parking, to um, my husband and I have had a church, and we've ministered to people, doing marriage counseling, you name it. We've helped with the homeless outreaches. We've planted churches in Mexico and other places. And so any kind of ministry, pretty much we've done it. (laughs) So we we love God, and we love people, and we want to fight for people, and... um, so that's just a little bit about us. Yes. And then for the most part, the last um, seven years, one of the big things that I've been committed to is putting on these big 
concerts and extreme sports shows honoring veterans, military, and first responders. Oh my. And then all of that is through the heart of love of honoring those who serve us. So we just really like to affect every segment of society because we believe we're, we're total Christians. So we believe that everyone needs Jesus. Um, we don't care if someone has millions of dollars or there's someone homeless on the street. We know that Jesus is the answer and we just want to give people the gifts that we've been given, which is our personal relationship with him and freedom through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. Sarah Stevens, California gubernatorial candidate. We're going to, in the next segments, uh, Sarah and Daniel, we're going to dig more into some of the platforms which you will embrace. And my friends, as you listen to them, uh, decipher some of the uh, insights regarding the different uh, platforms that they embrace, you will say, oh, it's refreshing to hear somebody speak the same language that I've been speaking and speaking to my kids and my peers, but doesn't seem like anybody's listening. Well, people are listening and people are rising to the occasion. And I think by this show, we want to encourage you to whatever that occasion is in your heart and spirit to rise and be activated as well. Daniel, uh, your wife mentioned first responders, and you guys have a real heart for that. But beyond having a heart for that, you are one or have been one. Uh, Take about a minute or so to give us an insight on the who, why, what, where, when, and how of a Daniel first responder. Okay, very good. Um, Yeah, when I was, um, after uh, many years in the military, I was, uh, did probably six or seven years, I just felt the call to go into law enforcement, and um, so I left the uh, reserves, and uh, most of that time in the reserves, I was on active orders to uh, deploy into Iraq and Europe and different stations, and and I uh, went into the San Diego uh, Police Department, uh, went to the police academy, and I did a short time with the San Diego Police Department, and then I had an opportunity to uh, go back full-time with the Air Force and go into flight operations and become a flyer, so that was a great opportunity, so I took that opportunity and left the police department on a short stint. Yes. Wow, 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 my friends. And here's the thing, uh, Sarah and Daniel, my intent, I have an ulterior motive in this, is not only uh, introducing you guys and the vision you have, but we want to stir every believer that's listening to this KPRZ, K-Praise radio broadcast, to stir them out of uh, complacency or spectatorship into activation. And uh, depend, they don't have to run for an office, or they could, or they could just volunteer. So I want to use this as kind of that springboard. Is that okay, Sarah? Is that okay, Daniel? That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm gonna, we've got about 60 seconds to uh, go to the next uh, segment after the commercial break. But let me just set the stage here and then ask you, Sarah, would you feel comfortable praying over our listeners to close this segment out? Absolutely. Okay, hang on for a second. My listening friend, we know the governorship of California. We know uh, in, in, by many counts that m- many people would even say that California became a red state, but it was stolen from us. And um, there's a person by the name of Gavin Newsom that there has been a recall process going on. And God is in the mix right now. You know, we're in, a, in what we would call the resurrection Sunday weekend, and things are about ready to be resurrected in many ways. We're going to see if God intends, and we know in his heart of hearts he does, to resurrect our government as well. Sarah, a brief prayer on behalf of the listeners, and then we're going to engage in some of the platforms that you have, and I want our people to be listening closely. Sarah Stevens. 
Thank you. Lord, we just thank you for each and every listener. And we just thank you that it's not by accident that they're listening right now. We thank you that it's God appointed, God ordained. And we just thank you that they have a dream on the inside of their heart. And I pray that today that that dream would begin to unfold. I come against any um, spiritual darkness that's tried to overtake their life or any hopelessness or depression. We just pray that that would leave in Jesus' name and that they would be released today to walk in freedom and power and authority in your name, Jesus. And they would lay hold of eternal life and be all that you've called them to be in this world and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) Can you imagine a person who's running for governor of the state of California saying and declaring a phrase and and prayer like that, my goodness, when you incorporate God in the equation, oh, words cannot even express. My friends, uh, uh, gubernatorial candidate Sarah Stevens, her husband Daniel, and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. You know, sometimes it's dicey getting uh, connected with uh, honest, true, transparent news because uh, some of these things that are going on are beyond newsworthy, but uh, people are sneaking in there and making it very difficult for us to communicate. Uh, Come Together San Diego broadcast from the Salem Media Group in San Diego, but the whole Salem Media Group, you can tell uh, we are a conservative station, to say the least. And one branch of the, of the Salem Media Group is Christian. The other part is uh, a conservative talk radio. So we have a market across the United States, and uh, God has been protecting us in being able to speak out. Uh, and sometimes some of these other service providers uh, try to yank the, our cord <laughs> More or less, uh, I'm uh, broadcasting uh, behind the scenes. Generally, I do it on the Come Together San Diego page, but it was difficult to get on there, so I'm doing it from my home page on uh, uh, Kaz uh, Taylor, uh, my home page on Facebook. Hey, my friends, we are talking about um, politics and how YOU can get involved in that, and we have someone who is running for the California gubernatorial Position soon vacating, I said in faith. Um, Sarah uh, Stevens and her husband Daniel. Hey, uh, Sarah Stevens and Daniel, how you doing for this next segment? Amazing. Uh, okay, very good. Now I, I made mention of something here, and I have to be frank. I'm not sure exactly where this aligns, but maybe you can help me with this. I know there has been a recall, a Governor Newsom recall, and they said at one point they needed a certain amount of votes, and then they, then they said, oh, yeah, but they had to be certified uh, voters and, and so forth and so on. They were looking for a number of 1.8 million people. And I, as I understand it, and you can help, help fill me in, Sarah, uh, they got over eight, uh, 1.8 million people. What, what's the process? What's the next phase in this? Uh, and how might one such as you become activated in the process? Yes, that's a very good question. So... Basically, what's happened is on March 17th was the deadline for the recall. They got an extension, and that was the date that they were going to have to have all of the signatures ready to go. So they submitted over 2.2 million signatures. (laughs) 
and they only needed 1.5. But the reason why they continue to press and press and press until March 17th is because in the event that, you know, how our government is, (laughs) (laughs) that they want to happen to just, you know, throw out 500,000 signatures or something crazy like that, that we come to the plate with all of this extra. And um, so what's going to happen now is the government has 30 days to certify this. They only have 30 days. By April 17th, they have to let the public know what is going on. But I'm going to tell you right now, they already have their $1.5 million, so it's going to be going through. So once that happens, April 17th comes around, the government has six to eight weeks to have this come out on the ballot. Okay. And it's that point, it's going to say, would you like to recall Newsom? Yes or no. So if 60% of the population chooses to keep Newsom in, then unfortunately, our hands are tied. There's nothing that we can do. Okay. But if over 60% of the population says, yes, we want Newsom recalled, there's going to be another thing right next to that um, that has the list of all of the candidates that are running for governor. So that is where the list will be. And this is not, this election is not run like any other election. This election is purely based on all of the people that step up to the plate to, you know, fight to be governor and whoever gets the most votes wins. So we're literally looking at within the next couple months, uh, an election will be taking place and whoever gets the most votes will now be the next governor. May I ask you a question, Sarah? You know, a lot of people are concerned about, you know, voter fraud. Let's face it. Now, are, yeah. they, are, are is the counting differently different from uh, the uh, the presidential vote count? I'm or are are we looking at votes being twisted and and fraudulent as before? How is this, or might this be different? So, um, do you want to know the truth? No. <laughs> so, so the truth basically is that uh, we know how corrupt our government is. We do know that. That's one of the number one reasons why I'm running to be governor is because yes. there is so much evil present and it's time to clean house. And so the truth is, is there more than likely, I, I can't be lying about this, more than likely they're going to do what happened on January 6th. They're going to try to do that. Um, but I want you to know there are so many good things happening right now. There are these election integrity projects going on all over California right now. And there are actually judges in place. There are lots of conservatives in place right now that are basically saying that if anything shady goes down, like on January 6th, all we're going to have to do is basically say the word. Things are going to start happening and people are going to be held accountable this time. Hallelujah. There's, yeah. a, there's, there's a loud resonant sound called hallelujah going on on the airwaves right now. Because my right. friend, when you, you know, you were looking for 1.5 and you knew what was going to happen, there were going to be some, right. pe- you know, people saying, oh, those are not valid and so forth and so on. So I, right. I believe that it's uh, uh, very clear that a, yes. a large number of people want this. And uh, hallelujah. My listening friend, I think yes. uh, Sarah Stevens. Uh, gave you a reason to be in vigilant prayer, but there's also a reason to be active and activated as well. Let, let's spend just yeah. a moment. I, th- that's wonderful news, and let's believe God is He's got people in place to make a stand, even if th- some things look like they're questionable, to make people accountable for that. There was one of the one of my loves 
uh, is the education and educational reform. That's an area where I, my, I, my heart is to be found. And you have a real heart cry for this. Let's begin that discussion now. And D- Daniel, you are always welcome to chime on in it from your point of view as well. But uh, Sarah, let's, let's talk a little bit about educational reform. I'm fairly close to that. I've been watching what's going on and not going on, and uh, I'm a little angered and frustrated, yeah. I have to say. Give us your yeah. overview here. We've got about three minutes until the end of this segment, but mm-hmm. we're, this is such an important topic. We're going to continue it into the next segment as well. Sarah Stevens. Thank you so much. So um, like how we spoke on the earlier segment, that my husband and I are both uh, hardcore Christians, and we, <laughs> we love God and country. We're completely passionate. And one of the things that we're very passionate about is raising up the next generation. And so one of the things that we have done is we were helping out at a little Bible club. Um, they're called the Good News Clubs at the elementary school. And what we've seen happen is the complete, um, basically, school education system being completely sidetracked from the main focus and vision. The main focus and vision and the purpose of education is to truly um, teach and train children for, to be able to be successful in the outside world when they get out. And so what's really happened is now um, it's been sidetracked. Now they're indoctrinating little children in elementary school about, you know, the sex issue yes. of if they're a man or a woman and who they should or should not marry and certain behaviors that are appropriate, not appropriate. And now they're introducing the BLM movement into the schools. And for me, it's just it, enough is enough. I believe with all of my heart that little children should be able to be little children. They shouldn't be forced to make adult decisions when they're simply learning their ABCs and learning how to play with kids at school and going on the playground. So educational reform is one of the number one things that I'm personally fighting for, because if you look at our education system and you compare it to other education systems around the world, we have really like sunk to the bottom and it is time for us to rise to the top. And I believe that we can do this with a classical education system. We can do this with taking out all of these indoct- unhealthy indoctrination. Yes. If we can get back to the basics of education and what, you know, <laughs> reading, writing, arithmetic, we can get back to the basics, extracurricular activities for the youth, investing financially in programs that are actually going to benefit their future. There is so much that we can do. Absolutely. And one of my number one things really quick that I'm about is I believe 100% that the money should follow the child. So whatever is good for that specific child, that is where that child should be. My husband and I, our eldest son is considered quote unquote special needs. And what is good for him isn't good for our other children. And so I believe that the parents are the ones that should be able to make those calls on their own individual child's life and say, you know what, if I want to put my kid in this private school, great. If my child is good in this public school, great. Whatever is good for that student and that family is what should happen. And I don't believe that anyone else should have any right or say so into their life. Yes. The parents have the ultimate authority. Yes, yes, yes. And medical freedom, too, is the parents should have the decision to uh, choose who vaccinates them and which vaccinations and not the the state. Yes, yes, yes. We're all these are remarkable topics and we're going to deal with them as this show continues. You are co-hosts with me, uh Sarah Stevens and Daniel for the entire 2 hours. We're going to have Bill Wells on in the next hour and we get to chat about 
things from his Christian perspective as well. And it looks like we may have someone from Salt and Light Council who's also involved in publicschoolexit.com who has a like-hearted point of view as well. Her name is Gail Levin. Uh, she may be calling in the, la- the second hour as well. We've got a, this program jam-packed, and my listening friend, if you don't get the message that you need to take an active role in this calling of protecting and restoring God's Judeo-Christian values, you need to look in the mirror and talk to the, the Lord who's speaking in your ears saying, this is the way. Walk therein. <laughs> so we're going to continue with Sarah Stevens, gubernatorial candidate for the state of California, and her husband Daniel, when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back in the studio with producer Neil and engineer Thomas. And uh, we have on the phone line uh, some wonderful co-hosts and guests. And uh, we're talking about the topic of politics. And uh, we, 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 we know that there's a phrase called dirty politics. But I, I, sometimes I rephrase it and I say dirty politics. Because sometimes the enemy uses things that we think are, are sound and we people we put into office, and all of a sudden there's we find that there's ulterior motives, and we kind of are stuck, but we're not totally stuck because God has a plan, and He wants to revive the Judeo-Christian values in the school system, in the government, in families, in a church environment, so many other businesses and so many other venues as well. He's in the process of doing that. And we're uh, in a time frame right now when this broadcast is called the Resurrection Weekend, and it's time for uh, God's kids to resurrect the vision that God and the founders of America had. It is called the Restoration of We the People, Judeo-Christian Values, and couldn't be better co-hosts than Sarah Stevens and her husband Daniel. Sarah is the California gubernatorial candidate uh, that is on us for the entire two hours of the show and Daniel, husband Daniel, uh, great insight, law enforcement perspective as well. I'm going to actually, Daniel, are you ready? I'm going to actually toss the first part of the question to you, and then I'm going to have uh, uh, Sarah Stevens jump in on this. We're, we talk a little bit about uh, the school system and the school environment and how there are ulterior motives at work there, as there are ulterior motives in all forms of government and education. So as, as a a law enforcement officer and a first responder, um, I'm sure that you have preconceived notions about how education should go because Scripture says uh, train up a child in the way they should go and when they're older they shall not depart from it. You're also a pastor, and so you realize that there's a threat against Judeo-Christian values. What does a first responder think about these things, Daniel? Um, again, I was a former first responder for a short season and then moved on into the military. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, yes, uh, uh, education. Number one, we need to get these kids back into school. Yes. And, uh, and we do need to, uh, 
prepare the next generation. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I believe in, I, I'm in 100% agreement with everything you said, Kaz. Um, you know, with, with education, it, it's, it's important for us to, to give the, the, the youngsters, the children, the next generation an opportunity. And right now, I just, we don't see that there's an opportunity uh, for uh, the next generation to uh, have the same experiences and the opportunity for success like we did. That's and right. so uh, it is, enough is enough. And, and we have five children, and um, there, there's just so much hope gone. And so we want to reoffer hope and, uh, and, and put in uh, more of a, a mindset um, you know, I, I believe it's the role of the pastors Come on. Uh, to get involved in education. I myself was first exposed to Christians and politics, uh, Christians getting involved at the local level because I was attending a small church in East County back in the late 90s and uh, turn of the century there, uh, <laughs> 2000, 2003. And uh, a small uh, church pastor just ran for a small office. And uh, next thing you know, there's one person on the board. And next thing, the I next like election, there was four on the board. And next thing you know, all of East County was transformed. And I saw just by one person, then it turned into four or five. And then pretty soon, all of East County is transformed. And we see such a, a blooming city. And uh, so, yeah, so it all started in the education department, um, I like at a local school board level. My listening friends, you need to know that in the second hour, we're going to have one such person, the uh, mayor uh, of El Cajon, uh, Mayor Bill Wells on with us. And I know that, Sarah, you're looking forward to asking some questions of him, but I'm sure that he's excited about sharing some of his his experience from a political perspective. I think this is going to be uh, exciting. So I'm handing the, the handing the baton over to you, uh, gubernatorial candidate for the state of California, Sarah Stevens, to talk a little bit more about education. But you can also segue into pro-life issues because they are intimately connected. Sarah Stevens? Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's such a blessing. (laughs) So one of the other areas that I see is very important with education reform is the the need to prepare youth for the outside world. And I have to tell you, I have so many friends that are high school teachers, and they tell me all the time, Sarah, I just feel like I'm doing such a disservice to these kids, to these teenagers. And I say, well, what do you mean by that? And a lot of them say, well, I know at the end of the day, there's a really good chance that 40 to maybe 50 to 60% of my students will never walk a day in college in their life. And so what am I really preparing them for? Some of these kids come from homes where maybe they, you know, want to become a mechanic or they have a a specific skill set that they want to achieve and they want to accomplish, but the parents are missing. Basically, they're absent parents or their parents are on drugs or they come from a divorced family. And so these kids aren't really getting um, a thriving, not only home life, but then when they come to school and then they're, you know, in classes that are just, you know, to be honest, some of them are bare minimum classes and they're not really being cultivated and their specific gifting. Some of these teachers are saying, I just feel like I'm actually hurting them. I'm not even really giving them anything that they can take in their tool belt when they turn 18 and they step into this world. And so one of my main focuses that I want to do with education reform is creating these programs, creating these outside 
um, you know, internship programs where youth can actually volunteer and get their, you know, feet in the waters and test out maybe what they're passionate about. And, um, and I actually know some charter schools right now that are doing this and they've had incredible success rates because all, a lot of times what these children really need as, as they grow up and they become teenagers and they're now young adults, what they really need at the end of the day is mentorship. What mm. they really need is discipleship. And when they see someone that's living their dream, like becoming a mechanic or maybe a carpenter or whatever the situation is, and they now get to see that person, they get to learn that trade and they get to feel it and experience it, then they get to taste their freedom. Yes. And if we could truly offer that to the next generation, instead of just cramming books down their throat and telling them that you just all have to go to college, if we could really personally and intimately help each and every student as if they're the only one that we truly care about, we could radically radically transform this next generation. That's right. That's and, right. and I believe that, you know, like I said before, um, my husband and I are hundred percent Christian. We love God with everything that we have. We do everything for him. And, you know, there's a sad statistic that had come out, you know, not too long ago that was saying 96% of youth are not even in church. 96, 97%. Mm-hmm. So where, where are the youth? Where is their future if they don't have God? And so I'm not, you know, I really believe that if we could have, you know, God in country, if we can somehow, I know it sounds so crazy in California, how is it even possible to get God back in the schools? How is it? But you know what? (laughs) I believe that if we could just honor God by the simple Ten Commandments, if we can just do the basics that truly, and this segues into being pro-life, if we can honor God in the simple things, just like not killing babies, not only how many millions of dollars are we going to save by doing that, but I really believe that if we can honor God by being pro-life and helping women make a good decision when they feel like they can't make those decisions, the the heavens are truly going to open and the blessing of God is going to come down on our state and we're going to see him move in a way that we've never seen him move. That's right. And so that's something that I'm very passionate about is being pro-life and helping with the education. And I have to tell you, there are so many women that I have personally counseled, ministered to help when everyone else told them to go get an abortion. I said, please don't make that decision. You will regret this for the rest of your life. And how many of the women chose to listen to me? And I helped to walk them through that season. And some of them kept the baby and some of them gave the baby up for adoption. But I have to tell you, each and every one of them that did either one of those things, they have told me, I can't thank you enough, Sarah. I can't thank you enough. And so I know firsthand, and my husband could even expound on this more, I know firsthand that when you choose to honor God through honoring other people and their life, because babies are a life, there is so much blessing that comes. I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy, no. but there is such a reward for honoring God and the simple things. And that's all we want to do is really get back to the basics. Absolutely. Let's honor him in the very simple things. And it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's all laid out for us. We have a map. We we have our right our Bible our basic instructions before leaving Earth. We have that we have absolutely everything that we need to su- succeed and thrive. Very good, Sarah. There's no question about your zeal for God and your desire to change the way people uh, act uh, and also think. And uh, we're honored to have you on the air with your husband Daniel. Um, we're at the close of this segment. We're going to open the next segment. We're going to talk about uh, uh, freedom of religions, freedom of res- Uh, speech, uh, the right to bear arms, you know, First and Second Amendment stuff, 
that are in threat and your point of view to restore those uh, with Judeo-Christian values. So are you game for this, uh, Sarah Stevens? Absolutely. Very good. And husband Daniel, are you ready as well? Yes, let's uh, let's go. (laughs) Okay, my listening friend, guess what? We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. And yes, I have a confession to make. I have an ulterior motive for doing this broadcast two hours investing in the topic of politics, government, and Judeo-Christian values. All three seem to have their heads on the chopping block from people who have ulterior motives against this nation and uh, Judeo-Christian values. We use the term, we the people, but there are people who have other ideas, people that are tied to what we would call a one-world government or a socialistic socialism perspective. And uh, these things are really the enemy of the republic and uh, we want to put an end to this. God's kids have more authority authority than we think we have. And now is the time, my friend, for you to become activated like you've never been activated before. And we're going to spend this time on this segment with uh, Sarah Stevens, the uh, California gubernatorial candidate that we have on the air with us, and her husband, Daniel. We're going to be talking about the topic of the freedom of religion, uh, freedom of speech, and uh, the right to bear arms. I know that uh, husband Daniel has a lot to say about the right to bear arms because he uh, uh, comes out of the uh, military and law enforcement uh, arena, and he knows the value of having uh, people armed with the right heart attitude. So, I'm, But first, I think I'll start with you, Sarah, and have you give us some insights regarding the First and Second Amendment rights that are more than threatened. And they, they seem like they're more than threatened. What does your platform have to do with those topics? Thank you so much. (laughs) So one of the number one things that I am fighting for is our First Amendment, First and Second Amendment rights. And the reason why I'm fighting for this so, so hard is because of what we've seen happen in the last year to year and a half. And so let's really look, take a step back for a second and see what we have gone through and we've experienced. So with the quote unquote, pandemic than COVID-19, we have literally seen our First Amendment violated in a way that we could have never imagined ever before. And so what has really happened? We have seen churches all over, not just in California, but all over the U.S., closed, silenced. And at the same time, at the exact same time, as churches are asked to not even, not just close down, but for people to not even sing in their church. My. We've seen smoke shops open, abortion clinics open, um, you know, strip clubs open, casinos open without any regard, without anything. So it is a, a direct attack on our First Amendment, our constitutional rights. So our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion. And so I believe with all of my heart that as soon as I become governor, what I'm going to be doing (laughs) is making sure, making sure day one, that our First Amendment rights are never threatened, under attack, or ever um, manipulated ever again. 
because this is completely and totally uncalled for at at every level. And Governor Gavin Newsom has specifically said with his own words that he was using the pandemic to usher in a new era. And I'm going to tell you that I feel like probably most people who are listening right now, that nobody wants this new era. Nobody wants a new era where they can't go to church, they can't go to football games, they can't go to the beach, they can't do what they love to do because we have embedded in us the American dream. We have embedded in us the, the desire to be free and to live a life on our terms. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and, and so I just believe that um, we, not only are we under attack, but we have literally gone after Christians have been gone after and it's time for us to not be silent because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And nobody's going to be telling me that I can't go to church (laughs) or that my friends can't go to church. (laughs) Exactly. You know, one of the things that we don't realize as uh, people who embrace the Judeo Christian uh, uh, point of view in the United States of America is we have more power than we think we do. You know, we, we've been so complacent and thinking that we've relegated this responsibility to teachers, to to uh, politicians, uh, to media to be able to do this because we entrust them. We're finding out that that trust was uh, misplaced. And it is time, if there ever was a time, this is the vital time for us to rise up and Thank God for people who believe in Judeo-Christian values and uh, the power of God and godliness to desire to take a stand and put themselves into political positions. Now, as a a lofty vision that you have, uh, Sarah Stevens, uh, as the gubernatorial uh, candidate of California to do this, and, and there may be people that go, that's so overwhelming, but the truth of the matter is there's city councils, there's uh, school districts. There's so many other places to become inserted into. And you don't even have to run for a, a position. You can volunteer to help somebody else in that position. You want to speak briefly to this? And I'm, I want your husband, uh, uh, Daniel, to talk about the, the right to bear arms. And I want you to as well in the remainder of this segment. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, stirring people to get involved in some fashion right now. And then I'm going to change the gear a little bit. Uh, Sarah, would you be yes. so kind? Thank you so much. Yes, and I would like to encourage each and every person who's listening right now to do your part, whatever that is. If you want to run for school board or city council or become a mayor, whatever is that dream on the inside of your heart, or maybe you feel like you personally can't do any of those things, but you believe in somebody who's fighting. Maybe you know a friend that's running for Congress. I know a really awesome guy who's running for assembly down in San Diego. I'm running for governor. Become a part of anybody's team. Make the dream happen. It only take it only starts with one person. And, you know, if we all can just do a little bit, we're going to not only save California, we're going to save the entire United States. And we will make this country the most beautiful country in the entire world. So please get involved. Get outside of your comfort zone, and I want to encourage you. Sometimes it gets scary when you're doing something that maybe you're not used to, but we're not in a time right now of comfort. We're in a time of live or die. We're in a time of do you want your freedom or not have your freedom. And so please, please don't look at it like if I have time in my schedule. No, make it a part of your schedule. Make it one of your number one things to do, and I promise you, you will never regret this the rest of your life. Uh, Amen. Uh, Let me have you just give a very brief comment about the right to bear arms, and then I'm going to have Daniel close this segment because uh, 
he sees it uh, from a political standpoint, but there's a very real standpoint in actual survival to have uh, people having a right to bear arms to protect themselves. That's a, that is a constitutional right. So would you start? the? But we've only got a couple minutes left in this segment, so thank yeah. you for being sensitive to that. I'm going to hand it to you first, Sarah, and then have uh, uh, Daniel give some insights as we close this segment. Sarah Stevens. And I just believe one of the number one reasons why we have to have our Second Amendment and be active in our Second Amendment is because it's the protection of our freedom. If most people know that every house is armed with a weapon, what do you think our crime is going to be like? (laughs) Like we're going to be probably one of the safest societies in the world. So I am 100 percent about our Second Amendment rights, protecting ourselves and making sure that our families are safe, our communities are safe. And this is in place from the Constitution, so I stand 100% behind the second. Yes, yes, yes. Daniel, uh, quick insights. We have about a minute left in this segment. Well, yeah, and just a quick on the First Amendment. Um, you know, we were told for 30, 40, 50 years there was this separation of church and state, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was not a separation of church and state, and they forgot that doctrine, I guess. And so, you know, we just want some type of stability there. So is the church now allowed to speak into the state's life and go into, you know, cross that boundary? You know, that discussion, I think, needs to be had. Yes. Um, So uh, since the government decided that it's okay to step into the church toes and and, uh, suppress our Yes, and you can step on the church toes, but the church can't step on yours. (laughs) Yes, and and, and so the, the Second Amendment is the teeth for the First Amendment, you know. There, there, you know, we, nobody wants to use the Second Amendment, but we want the right to protect ourselves if we ever have a criminal come into our house. If we ever have a situation, uh, we can't depend on uh, law enforcement to always be there because there could be just so many criminal elements in yes. a city. We have to be able to defend our own family and love your neighbors yourself. What Do we truly love our neighbors as ourselves if we can't defend them? Yes, what if yes, their yes. house is being attacked? Exactly. Exactly. My listening friend, I hope this is making sense to you. I know if you embrace the Judeo-Christian values, you'll, you'll uh, have uh, very strong beliefs in this. The question is, are you willing to take those strong beliefs and somehow put them into action? We're going to talk more about that on a local level and California level uh, in, in a very brief time, because the next segment we're also going to include uh, Bill Wells, the mayor of uh, El Cajon. He's a believer, and he has some great insights that we're going to learn some stuff by as well, maybe even be inspired to join in uh, politics or education somehow, some way. We'll talk more about this when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. And welcome. I have to pinch myself here because I I, I can't believe how uh, this uh, whole program is coming together. I hope you're being inspired to get out of the seat and into... Uh, activity of my faithful listening friend. Uh, this is, show is r- remarkable. We, we not only have uh, the 
gubernatorial candidate for the state of California, Sarah Stevens and her husband, Daniel. But in these two segments, we have a guy whom I esteem more highly than you know. I've been watching uh, his uh, his investment in San Diego County, uh, generally speaking, but also El Cajon, specifically speaking. This is a man who is remarkable, and he's going to go, oh, goodness gracious, why do you say that about me? Well, it's true, Mayor Bill Wells. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Fine, fine, fine. I hope you don't mind. I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity for uh, the gubernatorial uh, candidate Sarah Stevens and her husband, law enforcement and military guy, uh, Daniel, to get, get get some questions answered from, from you as well, because this is fun. But this will also inspire other people to say, you know what? I can do these things, and it may not be running for a, a larger government position. It could be a, a city council, a school uh, board, or any number of things like that, but it's invaluable. And uh, Mayor uh, Wells, I have to compliment you. I've been observing your mayorship in El Cajon, and sometimes there have been threatening things going on throughout this this state in the nation about people coming in and wanting to, uh, shall we say, um, protest with more than just simple protest uh, ulterior motives, and I have seen many of the Christians that are in your area proactive, being proactive not only in their faith but their actions, and and, and making a stand on behalf of the government in uh, El Cajon. And I go, this is uh, this is uh, Mayor Bill Wells' uh, turf and territory, and I, it's been so remarkable to watch that. Any thoughts on that? I'm going to open the open the questions and comments to uh, Sarah Stevens and husband Daniel as well. The Mayor Bill Wells. <laughs> well, first, uh, thank, you know, thanks for that kind of glowing introduction. Um, it, it's kind of uh, strange because I spent the entire day uh, cleaning for my wife and getting ready for uh, Easter tomorrow. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not so special at home, but I appreciate <laughs> it. But, I, you know, in, in what you were saying, you, you know, we have had a lot of uh, – Interesting incidents happened in El Cajon, uh, specifically the shooting with uh, Alfred Alonzo, yes. which came right after Ferguson, which really brought protesters from all over the country to our city. And we expected there to be a lot of violence because so far, or at least up to that point, there had, hadn't been an incident like this without violence. But we've laid a lot of groundwork spiritually um, before that. For several years before that, we had been meeting every morning on uh, January 1st. The first thing we did was acknowledge God and yes. pray for the city from the top of Mount Helix, where we could reach out and pray over the people of the city and the buildings and, the, and everything about the city. And, um, you know, I have a close relationship with all the pastors, so we've done a lot of things like the 40 days of prayer where we had somebody praying for the city 24 hours a day, walking the streets, taking shifts. And I've always felt it was important to mix my spiritual belief in uh, Jesus with uh, good governance. And I don't, I don't see any wrong with that, with that mix, although some people do. But I, I attribute it to a lot of the, the blessings and the protection that we've had over the city over the years. Yes, yes, yes. Sarah uh, Stevens, uh, would you like to ask a question or two or make a comment? Because I, I would. Lo- what I was really looking forward to is a uh, a person who 
is a gubernatorial candidate for the state of California and a man who, I'll compliment you again, uh, Mayor Wells, who has proven that Judeo-Christian values and having good, strong relationships within the community uh, carry weight. So maybe that is uh, thought-provoking or question-provoking to you, Sarah Stevens. Awesome. Yeah, Mayor Bill Wells, I actually, were you at that event that was just a couple of days ago? In San Diego, where the business owners were speaking? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, I, I think you left before I got the opportunity to meet you. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't wait to meet you in person. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, so, you've got a big road ahead of you. Ahead of you. <laughs> yes, yes, and I can't, I I can't wait to meet once, you. So I, I ran for Congress once, so I, I kind of have an understanding of the weight of what you're taking on. Yes. yes. And so I, I would love to, first and foremost, not only get to meet you, but I'd love to hear your hear more of your road of how you've, you know, made so much of a difference in, in El Cajon and just the East County community, because I believe that your stretch is like so far reaching that it's not just that area, it's so many other areas. And so my question for you is, you know, how much spiritual warfare have you been through? Oh my. Taking Tough question. On what you've what you've been taking on. You know, um, that, that's, that's an interesting question because nobody's really asked me that question before. <laughs> well, I'm and just being honest. <laughs> no, there was a lot. I had, I had uh, three years in a row, one where I had a heart attack, another one where I had uh, sepsis, and then the, ne- the year after that where I broke my back in a car accident. And I'm perfectly healthy now. But those were three difficult years, and I, I really attributed a lot of that to spiritual warfare because of the things we were involved in at the time. And, you know, depending on your worldview, you can look at it any way you like, but I, I felt very strongly it was spiritual warfare. So, um, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was a lot, but uh, I always felt like we were doing the right thing. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Da- Daniel, would you like to ask a question of the mayor regarding... Um, uh, military intervention or like uh, National Guard intervention or maybe even uh, law enforcement. Uh, we've got about two or three minutes here, and I'd like to have uh, Mayor yeah, Bill Wells an opportunity uh, to answer that and then spend the whole next segment gleaning from his mind. Yeah, to piggyback off of actually what you've been saying, Kaz, and I think that's probably uh, one of the, the strongest things that we need to, to you know, is, is one thing I'd like to get across today is, is what you're talking about, Kaz, is, is how do we uh, dispatch the troops in our local level? Like, how do we dispatch the, the average person who, who's very ordinary, but they can get involved and do something extraordinary? And so you did something amazing there in East County, especially El Cajon. And uh, we know it came at the school board levels and the mayor level and, and these lower level offices. What was some of your secrets, if you will, that you can share um, that gave you success to transform the face of El Because it was one of the, I would say, less desirable uh, places uh, 20-something years ago, and now it's one of the more desirable places yes, um, for so many reasons. So if, there's, if you can kind of uh, give us some of that insight. Pardon me for just a second, Mayor Wells, and you have 27 seconds to tell your answer. No, I'm kidding. We've got got about a minute left in this segment. We're going to continue this (laughs) into the next segment or segments as well. So there you go. That's a very valid question. Start on it here, and then I'll have to pull the reins for a commercial break. Uh, Mayor Bill Wells, El Cajon. 
Well, of course, the the basic ingredient is just a lot of hard work. I mean, we worked really hard to encourage more businesses to come to the town and, and to really uh, up our standards and, and not be willing to compromise on standards <clears throat> to not just accept the moniker that we had, but to hope for and, and expect something better. And so that was difficult to get people to come along with the program for that in the beginning. But after a while, <clears throat> they started seeing the progress we were making and they wanted to be involved. And then my advice to <clears throat> you or anybody else running for office is be yourself and be honest. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't see a whole lot of that happening. Um, I see a lot of people being very afraid of saying anything wrong because they're worried about how it's going to affect the next election. I made a decision from the very beginning that I would be honest and I would do the right thing and say the, whatever needed to be said, regardless of how it would affect my election. And a lot of people thought I was completely nuts. My, I drove my consultant crazy because I would go out and say it. These things <laughs> were antithetical to the, to the kind of things politicians should do and say. But it didn't backfire on me at all. In fact, what it did was it made people feel like I was authentic and they could trust me. And I think that um, went a long way. And so later on down the line, like recently, when I <clears throat> took a stand against the lockdown culture and COVID, um, I thought that would probably be the end of me, but people rallied around me and uh, felt like I was really speaking for them. Oh, and I, I think that made a huge difference. Oh, no question about it. Mayor Bill Wells, would you continue that conversation on the other side of the break? My listening friend, I hope your interest has been piqued because uh, I'll tell you what, we're about ready to learn. This is not not conjecture. This is something that has actually happened in San Diego County, that there have been uh, threats and things like that. And you have certain people in certain positions that are actually speaking the truth. And there sometimes we get to be afraid of repercussions. But the truth of the matter is, there's more people who are in favor of these things that are being uh, declared uh, than aren't. And you realize you have more strength uh, than you thought you did. So my listening friend, uh, we're going to have uh, Mayor Bill Wells uh, with us for the next segment as well as as well as well uh, Sarah Stevens, uh, gubernatorial candidate for the state of uh, California and her husband, Daniel. When we come, guess what? Right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. And welcome back. Uh, as you know, for the entire two hours, we have uh, as co-host uh, the California gubernatorial uh, candidate, uh, Sarah Stevens, uh, California, uh, here, she, here she comes, and her husband, Daniel. But this segment, we've uh, been talking with... Uh, uh, Mayor Bill Wells of El Cajon, the, fr- the segment before this, and he, he made a comment, and I'm going to use that as a springboard to uh, ask uh, Mayor Bill Wells of El Cajon a- about that. And I, Sarah, I want you paying close attention because you may just have a neg- nugget or a comment near the end of this segment, and same with you, husband uh, Daniel. Uh, but he- he- here's the comment that you made, uh, Mayor Bill Wells. By-, by the way, I'd love to have you on for an entire two hours on a Saturday upcoming. We'll talk about that if you're willing to allow uh, your uh, honeydew uh, weekend list to be oh, cir- yeah. circ- circumvented. Yeah. I know I don't want to get you in trouble. 
Let me ask this question because you made a comment, and this is something that's going to really speak to the hearts of many people. There is a, such a thing as uh, a lockdown culture, and it's uh, rampant not only in in California and in the other areas around California, the county, uh, and in El Cajon as well, but it's also happening in the United States and the world. And uh, you figured you were going to be targeted as a result of making a stand against this lockdown culture. Explain that and explain what happened, if you would, uh, Mayor Bill Wells. Well, sure. You know, when the lockdown all started back in March of last year, I was on board with the whole concept of flattening the curve. It seemed like a good, reasonable thing to do at the time for two weeks. But then two weeks obviously turned into a lot longer. Yes. It didn't take me long to figure out that the goalposts were being changed. And I started to believe that it really had nothing to do with the disease or with public health. It had a lot more to do with control and had to do with winning the election for uh, President Biden. And uh, at that point, I also was starting to hear from a lot of the residents of alcohol that were having all kinds of trouble, you know, moms that were having trouble um, not being able to go to work and having to stay at home and do school with their kids, restaurant owners that were out of work, bartenders, waitresses, people that own nail salons, and people that were just having trouble with the whole concept of lockdown from a mental health perspective. You know, I don't want to diverge, but I I have a doctorate in psychology. I've worked in mental health since the mid-'80s. So a lot of people come to me and talk to me about feeling suicidal and feeling hopeless and helpless. And I felt like I really had to do something. So the only thing I thought I could do would be to go publicly and announce that we were going to make um, enforcing COVID laws our lowest priority. (laughs) Say that again. I like the sound of that. Say it again, please. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, we told our police department to make enforcing COVID laws a very low priority that they should make sure that they were taking care of all the crimes and all the other duties of police work before they chased somebody down to put on a mask or <clears throat> went and chased people out of business. And, you know, that didn't stop the county from being able to find people. But what I think it did is it gave people hope. Yes. And it made, it made people feel like there was somebody in government that didn't think they were crazy and didn't think that they were uh, the only people around that believed what they believed. And as a result, a lot more businesses stayed open in El Cajon, and I think our mental health outlook was better than it was for the rest of the county. Were other, were other politicians and leaders in other areas of San Diego County watching, and did you get any interaction from them? Or, or sometimes when you're in, in the thick of something and you're under a telescope, or a microscope from other areas of the county, they may not say anything to you. Did you did you have any interaction in that light? May, well, I think most people, I think most people thought I was completely nuts <laughs> and, and that I was throwing my political future away. And I I realized in the beginning that that might just be the case, especially if the the death toll grew significantly. Yes. But it went the other way. And uh, Jim Desmond, who's on, on the County Board of Supervisors, he and I are, are very um, simpatico on this. He, he also felt the same way I did. So from the county perspective, he was pushing it. And from the city's perspective, I was pushing it. 
but uh, really nobody else. Yeah. Well, my, my, my. And I, I'm sure this inspires some thoughts or comments or questions from you, Sarah Stevens. Yes, I'm just, I'm so inspired by you. <laughs> <laughs> because um, when everything happened out, well, across all of California and pretty much the U.S., we were all facing the same thing. And I'm, I'm located out in Riverside County. And even though I don't hold a quote-unquote public office right now or anything, when the shutdown happened, the same thing pretty much happened to us where all of a sudden we have these business owners that are going in massive debt and families are so upset and 13-year-olds are committing suicide and it's so absolutely sickening. And then that is what motivated me to start fighting at our county board of supervisors in Riverside. And, um, you know, and we saw, we started pushing back. We're like, this is 100% unconstitutional. And the blessing was that every time we held a protest for somebody, whether it was a nail salon or a gym or whoever we started fighting for, all of a sudden, miraculously, all of the cease and desist and fines and lawsuits just got dropped immediately. My, my. So we have more power than we think we do when we're in mass uh, standing for Judeo-Christian values and the Constitution. Would you like to speak to that, uh, 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 El Cajon Mayor Bill Wells? <laughs> yeah, I would, because, you know, it's not just the lockdown. As, as I'm sure you're well aware, with New Woke culture, um, Christian thought, Judeo-Christian values, and Republican conservative values are massively under fire. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there, there are people that, frankly, would criminalize and, and push push our way of thinking to into the seat. And the only way we're going to get back and deal with this is that every person takes some responsibility and fights. And it used to be that we could just let our elected officials do what they had to do, and we could feel pretty good that they were representing us. But those days are gone. And if you want to save any semblance of your nation, You've got to take it upon yourself to make phone calls, write letters, show up at council meetings, show up at county supervisor meetings, you know, run for a school board seat, do something and do it often. And, and that's the only chance we have, because believe me, I can't do it. All the elected officials in America can't do it for you. It's going to have to be a revival and, and a resistance. Wow, wow, wow. B uh, Bill, would you mind fielding a quick comment or question from uh, Stephanie, uh, uh, Sarah Stevens' uh, husband, Daniel, who's been in law enforcement and military? Any thoughts, Daniel? Oh, hi, Daniel. Uh, yeah, you know, we had a uh, similar problem here. I was uh, pastoring a small church here in our local uh, southwest uh, part of the Inland Empire here, and we... In our community, 80% of the churches meet in, in uh, elementary schools, high schools. Yes. And, they, and so 80% of the churches had a chain on their door um, right when the whole COVID outbreak and the lockdown. And so they were scrambling for, let's meet in the parks. Let's do this. Let's find a place to meet. And, of course, we were all forced to go online. And we experienced that um, as well. We were locked down, and um, we had to kind of scramble to, to keep our little network of churchgoers and, and uh, parishioners together. And it was very challenging. And we lost a lot of people. We, our resources were drained and uh, we were muzzled just, and the mask was the visual representation of what was actually going on in our church. 
Any thoughts on that? Well, I I empathize with you so so much. Um, One of the most insidious things that happened through all of this was the closing of the places of worship. I I, absolutely unconstitutional, and I can't think of a, a more damaging thing to do to the psyche of a community than take away their ability to congregate and to meet, to worship, and to be with their friends. And that's the very ulterior motive behind the lockdown culture, I believe, in my heart of hearts. Well, I think, yeah, I think that and a lot of things. They, they, want, they want to stamp out all conservative Judeo-Christian thought, and the only way to do that is to keep us locked in our houses and not allow us to get out there and, and fight. Wow, wow. But, you know, my, I go to Skyline Church, and it's been open the whole time. And we just, our pastor, God bless him, defied any kind of fines or any kind of uh, orders to cease and desist. And we just stayed open. And uh, it it has been so great to see people have a place where they can come. And frankly, yes. they come with no masks. <laughs> By the way, I want to talk about the mask thing, too. As a psychologist, I can tell you something, that, that not being able to see somebody's face is a big deal. Uh-huh. It's it's extremely dehumanizing. And when you dehumanize people, you can do anything to them. Oh and so I, I, I very, very much am against the concept of continuing to wear masks. And frankly, it makes absolutely no sense from a, from a medical standpoint. Once you've been vaccinated or you've had the, the disease, you can't get the disease. You can't give the disease. So oh why in the world... You, would you wear, wear a mask? And why is the government continuing to ask us to wear masks and asking us forcefully? Yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, Mayor Bill Wells of El Cajon, I, I sense a, a soapbox in, in your immediate, you know, in front of the phone there. <laughs> would you give us a 30-second uh, word of encouragement as uh, we say thank you for joining us on this these two segments? Uh, give us a 30-second uh, encouragement because we need to hear this not only San Diego County people but all of California peoples and this nation so would you be so kind uh, Bill well President Trump said today that there's more of us than there are of them and I agree <laughs> with him and uh, you know I know things look dark right now and they look really scary but I believe we'll take back the house in two years and I believe that if we can hold on long enough we can right the ship again but everybody's got to stay faithful, and everybody's got to fight every moment that they possibly can. Give as much effort into fighting for your values and for your own lifestyle as you possibly can. If we do that, I think we can win. Yes, yes, yes. Wise words from a man uh, who has a reputation for speaking his heart, his mind, and his faith. Thank you, Mayor Bill Wells, El Cajon. Remarkable having you, and we'll have you back again. And... Uh, uh, Sarah uh, Stevens, uh, gubernatorial candidate of California, and husband Daniel. Uh, we're going to be right back, and we're going to ask some other people to, to call in as well and give some insights about volunteering. So, uh, Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. What a joy. Good luck, Sarah. <laughs> thank you. So nice to meet you. Very good. My listening friend, we'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. 
Hi, I'm Jay On, President and Founder of Harvest International Ministry in Pasadena, and I want to make an apostolic declaration. God loves San Diego, and I declare revival and transformation of San Diego. I declare heaven on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another segment of Come Together San Diego. A very active show today, as you can tell by the number of co-hosts and guests we've had thus far. But, oh, no, we have more. So stay with us. You know, uh, I still have on the line uh, Sarah Stevens. She is a gubernatorial candidate for California. Hooray, hooray for a change in the political uh Yay. Yeah, the political scene in California. Hooray for that. And her husband, Daniel, is with us as well. But I, I have to tell you, I love the person that we have calling in right now. Literally, she's a remarkable lady. Her name is Gail Levin, and she's a an administrator for a number of different things. Uh, and I'm going to have her talk a little bit about volunteering, but she is tied to Salt and Light Council and also Public School Exit. Uh, dot com and some other things as well, dealing with voting and things like that. And this has a, been a friend for a number of years. I can tell you something. She is one of the most remarkable. And let's, let me use this word uh, with, in, a, in a, an honorable sense. She is outspoken in a very, very good way. And this is my buddy, Gail Levin. Hi, Gail. Oh, hi, Kaz. It's so good to be with you guys. And I am telling you, this is a powerful segment, powerful show, wonderful. And uh, thank you, Mayor Bill Wells and and uh, Sarah Stevens for you preaching it tonight. You were just preaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not finished preaching it as well, but I have somebody else on who is a, a pretty good preaching it person too. Her name is Gail Levin, and your involvement with the Salt and Light Council and public school exit and some voting. Uh, uh, elements as well. Why don't you kind of, uh, I wanted to use you to stir the pot here. Our listeners, they go, oh, that's really wonderful, but what can I do? Well, Gail can tell you what can be done because she uh, is an administrator in helping people volunteer for things. And then uh, as we talk with Gail, uh, I I think, Sarah, you might have some questions and comments and husband Daniel, you as well. So Gail, give us an overview of uh, volunteering for different things and my friends realize that it is on our shoulders to make a stand for godliness and god's saying yeah i can make a stand for my principles but i need to have my people at my side so i'm going to hand it over to you gail levin okay well thank you so much kaz first of all everybody can do something you may say well i've never been involved you can do something And what you can do is go to the Lord and pray about it. Where does he want you to plant your flag, okay, and get involved? And one of the things that I recommend for churches is teach on biblical worldview classes. Teach what the Bible says so that people know why they believe what they believe and can present it uh, intelligently to other people. That's the first thing, okay? Another thing is exactly what Sarah Stevens is doing and what Mayor uh, Wells has done, of course, run for elected office. There are so many offices that aren't filled, I mean, literally hundreds, that are very easy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You just need to sign a couple of papers and get maybe 10 people to vouch for you, (laughs) and you can run for an elected office to get started somewhere. Um, We work with churches, the Salt and Light Council. You can find us at saltandlightcouncil.org. 
And what we do is we ask you to find one person in the congregation who wants to be a leader of a biblical citizenship ministry. We will feed you all the information. You become the conveyor of that information, and you become the watchman on the wall for your congregation. It's a ministry like any other in the church, and you're helping your pastor. Those are, that's, that's just a couple of things right off the top of my head. What do you think, Kaz? Well, you know, one of the things, uh, pastors don't even realize the resource that Salt and Light uh, Council has, and th- 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 I've been observing you and Dren Reese, who is the kind of the mm-hmm. inspiration behind this. I've been yeah. watching you guys for many, many years. And one of the challenges is that many pastors don't realize that somebody can come alongside of them and do something that is going to impact their church, but also their community. And as they impact the community, it, it impacts the county and beyond. And, the, and, uh, and a person needs to realize that they, as an individual, can come up to the pastor and say, you know what, there's some areas here that I can help you with, and many pastors will actually pay attention. They just don't think they have the support for doing that, and they're so busy doing other things. Any thoughts about that, Gail? Yeah, well, first of all, I heard two churches mentioned. In the commercial, I heard Cheon's name. His church, Rock Church in Pasadena, is a Salt and Light Biblical Citizenship Ministry Church. So is Skyline. These are large churches, but we also have small churches. I attend a Messianic congregation, and Joel Lieberman is my Messianic rabbi. And what he just did was he just spoke at the closing ceremony last Saturday night uh, uh, outside of the Planned Parenthood in El Cajon for the 40 Days of Life prayer vigil. So it started in our congregation with one couple getting involved, and then the congregation caught the vision, and it caught fire. And so... We want to see churches really, really, as a community, start to learn what the Bible says, why it says it, and then get involved as a community in some of these wonderful projects that are already out there. And you just have to join in. You don't even have to recreate the wheel. It's already there for you. Yes, yes, yes. A quick website or two, and then I'm going to have Sarah uh, Stevens and her husband Daniel uh, close with 30-second thoughts each, and then we're going to take care of the last segment. But Gail Levin, you're a remarkable person. You know I'm kind of high on God through you. I guess you know that. <laughs> and I love you too, Kaz. It's mutual, mutual admiration. One of, the, one of the, the wonderful websites we have, of course, is saltandlightcouncil.org. Go there to start because it'll bring up a whole array of other websites to go to. So I'll, I'll mention a couple of the others, but if you just click on saltandlightcouncil.org, you'll see them for yourself. One of them is biblicalvoter.com. And I wanted to say we have on there something called the Families First Pledge, where we have candidates align themselves with us, tell us what they believe in, and then they sign it, and then we hold them to it. Uh, Mayor Bill, Bill Wells actually signed it, I think, in 2018. So that's one of the things. Another website is Public School Exit. You know right now that our kids are getting inundated with all kind of you know, philosophies and, and sexual things, and it's, it's been really a mess. And with the homeschooling we've been doing because of the pandemic, it's a perfect time for parents to think about how do I get my kids out of that system. So publicschoolexit.com is another place to go. That's just a couple. They're very good. Well, I know, Sarah, I don't know whether you are familiar with Biblical Voter 
dot com or not but you if you aren't you need to get connected with i'll help you connect with these people because what a remarkable resource for people who are looking for judeo-christian values and how to place their vote so i don't know whether that's something that you're aware of or not but i'd like to first of all hand the baton to you uh sarah stevens about uh, some of the things that that uh uh, Gail Levin was talking about. We've got about, I'm going to give you and your husband both 30 seconds until we go into the last segment. Is that okay? That's perfect. And Gail, I just want to, you know, say thank you so much for all you're doing. And I know I haven't met you before, but just from what you've shared about what you're doing and how you're helping these churches and you're empowering them and you're giving them the tools that they need to educate their congregations. You know, for me, I'm like, hats off to you. I'm just so honored to meet someone that's so dynamic, yes, so, such a pioneer, someone that's so for, forecoming, you know, you're such a leader. And thank you so much for what you're doing for these churches. And I'm so excited to connect with you more. I'd love to partner up with you to help so many more churches and empower them. And thank you. Thank you for everything that you shared with us. And I, I'm so excited for you because I think you're just getting started. Yes, yes, yes. That would be excellent. I look forward to that, Sarah. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, yes, an inspirational word. We'll call you Pastor Daniel in this context. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm just uh, really excited about what you're doing. And Gail, uh, that's really it. I, I think people underestimate the same Holy Spirit that was in Paul the Apostle and Every other Christian sense is the same Holy Spirit living inside of them. And if they would truly unlock the power uh, of God that's inside of them to say, you know what, I, I belong, I fit in, I'm going to fit in somewhere. I don't care if it's at a lo- small level or a high level. I'm just going to do my part and, and trust the Holy Spirit's power that, you know what, something good is going to come out of this because I'm choosing to make a stand. Wow, wow. My listening friend, I hope you were inspired by this segment. And in the last segment... We're going to have um, Sarah Stevens and her husband, Daniel, uh, speaking a little bit more on what we did here. Gail, thank you for joining us on this segment. And, the, and, and my friends, the topic is going to be how to unlock the power that God has given you and make a stand for godliness. You, Y-O-U, yourself, my listening friend. This is going to be an inspirational last segment, my listening friend. And guess what? We will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Thank you, my friends. And as you look at the clock, it's about the top of the hour, which means we have just a little bit of time left. And I wanted to devote this time frame here actually to a comment that we'll call him Pastor Daniel. His wife, uh, Sarah Stevens, uh, is uh, running for gubernatorial position in the state of California. And I'm going to just quote you, uh, D- Daniel, and I'm going to ask you um, to allow Sarah to answer first, and then you can do your color commentary, uh, if you will. But my, my listening friend, well, here's the deal. We've got about seven or eight minutes left on, on, this, on this show, and I wanted to talk about a topic, and I know it's near and dear to your heart, uh, Sarah, and that is to how to unlock the power that God has endued upon you, my listening friend. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And what uh, what might that be like as you partner with other people? And I think this is a, a topic that our gubernatorial candidate, Sarah Stevens, would like to speak to and have her husband uh, give color commentary as we go in the next uh, six or seven minutes. So there you go, Sarah Stevens. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to share about this topic because I believe with all of my heart that not only is the Bible real, but God is real and he wants to do something so amazing in each and every one of our lives. And just like my husband was sharing a little bit ago, that the same power that was in all of the disciples, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within each and every one of us. If we have accepted Christ into our heart, into our life, there's nothing that he can't do. And so I really want to encourage each and every person that's listening today that if there's a dream on the inside of your heart, you don't have to be the one to fulfill that. God is going to be the one to fulfill that. You just have to be willing to step up to the plate and let him do what he wants to do in and through your life. And I want to encourage everyone that I believe with all of my heart that this is the time of today. You know, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Mm. And I don't think that's just meaning like this is the day to get saved. This is the day for God to take over our whole heart and life. We Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Say that yeah. again. This is, this is, by the way, my friends, this is the California gubernatorial <laughs> candidate you need to pay attention to. Okay, Sarah, would you mind saying that again? Yeah. So I, I believe with all of my heart that just like how the Bible says that today is the day of salvation, that this is the time when we need to basically get out of the way and we need to let God do what he wants to do in our life. When we surrender and we let go of everything, that's when he's able to come and do these amazing miracles and signs and wonders. And it's never really about us and if we're qualified or not qualified. It's about if we're called. That's right. And willing. And willing. chosen? (laughs) Are you willing to just be that open vessel for him to just come in and live his life through you? Because that's what he wants to do. Because Jesus, he's a living, breathing person in each and every one of our hearts. And he wants to live his life through us. He wants to love through us, heal through us, minister through us, save people. He wants to do something so miraculous. And all it takes is for us to say yes. Oh, my. And so I want to encourage us, let's say yes to God with whatever it is, if it's big or small, because it's about him. And we just have to get out of the way and let him do what he's good at. And he's a miracle working God. And that's Personally, that's why I'm running for governor, because I'm not really interested in what I can do. I'm interested in what he can do. And I want to challenge that to every person that's listening. Don't live a complacent, mediocre life of what you can do. Live a life where you give God everything and say, God, I'm concerned about your business, and I want to make my life all about you and whatever you want me to do. Oh, my. Yes. Would you give a website uh, so people can access information about yeah. you and your uh, candidacy? Yes. <laughs> yes. And if you guys would like to go on to www.makecaliforniagoldagain.com and you can find out, you can read my story about me and my husband and what we're passionate about, what we're fighting for. And, you know, and you can follow us on social media, Sarah Stevens for governor. And all I can tell you is that when at the end of the day, what do we want to end our life with? We want to hear those words, well done, mm. good and faithful servant. And so I really want to encourage us right now, let's not live for man. Let's live for God because he has the greatest reward that we could ever wish, hope, and dream for. And we get, we all, each and every one of us, we get one, we get one shot at this life and we're gone forever. And so please let's make our life count 
for something and let it count for God. So please let's join me in this. Let's change the world. Let's save the world. Let's help. Let's heal. Let's, let's do what the disciples did. Turn this world upside down Mm. because they did it once. We can do it again. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And uh, pastor, Daniel, would you give about a 30-second amen to that? And then I'm going to ask uh, Sarah uh, Stevens, uh, gubernatorial candidate for California, to end this with a prayer over you, my listening friend, to be activated. It could be volunteering for uh, Sarah Stevens' uh, candidacy and see what happens there, or any one of a number of positions or city council positions or school board positions. Who, who knows? But you're there, and God is beckoning you to get involved. So first of all, a little insight from you, Pastor Daniel. Yes, uh, a family went up to a Vietnam veteran, and they said, thank you for your service. And his response was, well, you were worth it. Oh, my. And uh, I thought that was so appropriate. It was beautiful. I'd never heard anything like it. And that's the question I want to put out to the audience. Do you understand you are worth it? Oh, my. The, the veterans went overseas. They defended freedom because you were worth it. Now, do you see that you're so worth it? Are you willing to defend? Jesus had no greater love that a man had that he'd lay down his life for his friend. Today, you can make the decision. I'm going to lay down my life by giving five hours to this campaign. Maybe you don't have a clear vision. Well, you support Taz's vision. You support Sarah Stevens' vision. You support Mayor Bill Wells. Go and support another man's vision or another woman's vision until God gives you that clear vision. And that's how you can... uh, And the last thing, anything dead. The power of God is so powerful, he can resurrect anything. And so the same power that rose Christ from the dead is the same power that's going to raise the dead things of California. Oh, my. The school system is dead. There's uh, obviously the whole pro-life versus uh, pro-choice, that whole situation is dead. Uh, uh, The financial situation in California is dead. Businesses, 170,000 people a a year are leaving California. That's dead. We want to resurrect all that and bring it back with tax cuts and and across (laughs) the board. So uh, no okay. greater love that a man has than lay down his life for a friend. Thank Hallelujah. you, Kev. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, uh, uh, Sarah Stevens, uh, would you be so kind as to spend, th- I'm sorry about the time crunch, but about 30 seconds to close this with either a declaration or a prayer, and then we're going to have to say so so long to our listening friends. So would you be so kind, uh, uh, gubernatorial yeah. candidate Sarah Stevens of Make CaliforniaGoldAgain.com. Lay it on us, Sarah. Thank you so much. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person that's listening right now. And I pray for a hedge of protection around them. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come into their life, Lord, and Mm. that you would encourage them, you would motivate them, you would inspire them. Lord, let them know that you've gone before them. Let them know that you're going to save California, you're going to save the United States, that people are praying for them. And Lord, let them know that they have a voice that you want to use them to be a voice Mm. for those who don't have a voice, Lord God. So please let them know that their voice matters, that everything they do matters. And so I pray, Lord, right now that you would bring them into a family of patriots that they could link arms with, that we could take back the state together. And Lord, (laughs) pour out blessing beyond blessing over their lives spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, yes. in every way. We ask for the windows of heaven to be opened up over them and that they would see better days in California than they've ever seen in the yes, past. Yes, I pray yes. that their past would be washed away and a new beginning would sprout in their lives. Lord, bless them in ways that they could never imagine. Ephesians yes. 3.20. And, all Jesus, the, all, and, and let me just say, and, and all the Californians and those listening from other states and other nations and 
Sarah Stevens and husband Daniel and Kaz all said Amen. My listening friend, thanks for joining us on Come Together. Sarah, thank you. And Daniel, thank you. Powerful time. Get up, get out, and do God's will. God bless you. Thanks for joining Kaz Tater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.